Welcome to the Real Life Church podcast channel. My name is Michael Bame. I am the pastor here, and Real Life Church is all about connecting Jesus to real lives. Uh, you can find out more about us at reallifecov.com. Good morning. I am really glad that you are here today, whether you're in person or you're watching online, uh, because we are going to talk about a word that is like the theme of the entire Bible. One word that it is just, it's like the whole entire Bible is about this one word. And it's a word that is so unbelievably complex that um, in this message, I can't even cover all of it. In fact, I don't know if in 12 messages I could cover all the complexities that this word brings up for us. And that, that word is forgiveness. The word's forgiveness. And I'm not sure like, where you come at with this word forgiveness. Maybe you grew up in an environment that was maybe biblically sound and, and it's in a church environment that talked about how we receive forgiveness through Jesus. And because we receive that forgiveness, we need to give that forgiveness, right? We received it and so we give it. And what, what life has told you, though, is that really quickly in that process, you realize you're not like Jesus, right? In trying to forgive other people, you're just like, it's so hard to do. Um, the, the depth of which they've hurt you, the, the tightness in which you hold on to what they did, uh, it makes it really difficult. Uh, or maybe you didn't grow up in that environment at all, and you know that if people have hurt you, and you've hurt other people, and you've tried to find some way to process through this pain, and you just end up telling yourself, well, I just need to forgive and forget. And then you realize very quickly that God has given you a memory, and you cannot turn that memory off. You can't forget what that person has done to you. You see them, right? You see them and it just conjures all this stuff up. Or you hear the same phrase that they used on you, your lifetime, and it just creates this place where you're hurt and you're in pain again, right? Or you have the memory of what they did to you and it's hard to shut that off, right? And so you can't just forgive and forget. Why I'm bringing this up is because it's extremely complex, isn't it? It seems simple on the surface. Like, just forgive one another. Oh, great, thank you. How? How do I do that? What does that look like? But what about this person? Should I, should I still forgive them for what they did to me? I mean, you can paint the picture, right? You, you live this thing of struggling with forgiveness. And oftentimes I feel like um, we are left with going, I don't know how to really do this. And that's because we listen to people that don't really know how to do this either and can't communicate it very well, uh, right? Okay, so with that being said, let's try to paint a picture of what forgiveness is really about. And, and this, this is something that was given to me that I just latched onto that I'm like, this is great. Right? It's like when someone hurts you, it's like this picture here. Right? This is a picture of a broken bone. It's a broken forearm. Um, I know it looks gross. It's awful. But um, they've done something to you. They've said something to you. And they, there is now this broken bone. And with a broken bone, what's the thing that needs to happen? What's the thing that needs to be done? 
You need to set it right, correct? If it doesn't get set right, it's never going to heal right. I need to always have this pain, right, that's there to all be, always be weaker, right? It'll always be like that. And so you have to set it right for it to heal right. And, and why I bring this up is that's all I'm introducing here. All I'm doing is introducing some, some sim, simple practical ways that we can work through the process of forgiveness that will bring healing because forgiveness is healing. Forgiveness is healing. And if we have some practical steps that can help us in this healing process, then we can see that forgiveness is actually healing. All of the stuff that's been done and the words that you've been saying and the emotions that you feel and the images that keep flashing through your mind, it's not like they just are gone, but there's a way to set it so that healing can happen. What happens if we don't set this right through a process of forgiveness with people, other people? It's just the same as a bone, isn't it? If you don't set that right, right, if you don't really address it well, it'll always be painful, and it'll always be um, weak. And sometimes, if we're honest, we nurse that pain and that injury a little bit. In fact, sometimes we re-injure our arm, and some way in our sick mind, by re-injuring ourselves and feeling that pain, it feels like it's helping us in some way. If I just hold this over that person, if I can see they're the one to be blamed, if I can talk about all the wrong that they did, I feel vindicated and I am the one in right. But all it is is just re-injuring yourself over and over, right? Okay, so do we need to deal with forgiveness? Do we need to learn how to work through forgiveness? Forgiveness is extremely important. Because if we set it up right, there is healing that can happen, right? So all I'm going to do is introduce to you um, the, the simple, practical things that Jesus is giving us as whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, you can enter into being a follower of Jesus by understanding this process and it'll become more apparent to you of what following Jesus is all about. But he introduces it to us so that we can be healed. We can heal, be healed, and other people can be healed through forgiveness. So, ready to take a look at what Jesus says about forgiveness and what we should do? Well, ready or not, here we go, okay? Uh, so, uh, this comes from Luke chapter 17, verse uh, 3 and 4, and we're going to read it, and then we're going to go back through and just actually see what Jesus says, because sometimes we read it and things go on in our mind and we're like, I can't remember what it was, okay? So here, here's what it is. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns and asks forgiveness, you must forgive. Yeah, mine's going in a bunch of different directions right now, right? Uh, seven times a day, oh my gosh, I can't handle, I can't handle one time in a lifetime. Like, what about seven times a day? Like, when is enough enough? Do I just keep count of seven and then, okay, seven, eighth time though, I don't have to forgive anymore, right? Well, what do I, right? Our mind is rolling and sometimes that's all we have to go on, right? 
If someone sins against you, well, you must forgive. That's all we get out of that. You must forgive. How do you do it? What does it look like? What, what steps do I take to do that? And Jesus actually gives it to us. It's just we get so caught up in the complexity of forgiveness that we didn't pay attention. Okay? And I know, and I know, and I know, and I know that there are people right here and people that are watching, and they have experienced immense amount of harm to themselves an immense amount of pain and hurt that it's hard to hear the steps, right? And, and naturally, you and I will hear the steps and we'll fight against it. There will be some resistance to it, okay? Let's just name it and call it out. But let's listen to the steps and see how we might be able to unpack it. Because remember, forgiveness is healing, And these are some practical ways to set that right so that it can heal right, so that um, forgiveness can actually start to heal, okay? All right, let's start with the first word when we look at this. We're going to look at that first uh, part again one more time. Uh, If another believer sins, rebuke that person, right? Rebuke is the first word. it's, It's in bold. Then if there is repentance, repentance is the next word, uh, forgive. Forgive is that Third word. You see that the word order is important, right? It, it, without even knowing all of these words, if you just like, well, I forgive you, and they, they don't know what they did wrong, they haven't turned from that, like, that's a disaster. So it's like living with a broken arm, right? Just kind of going like, ah, oh, it'll be fine, okay? Uh, so let's go through this in the right order so that we can see what the steps are <laughs> that can set it right so that we can actually experience healing in the right way, okay? All right, so rebuke is the first word. And I don't know what image comes to your head, but in my head, it's like angry, yelling, finger pointing. That's what rebuking looks like to me in my head. Uh, Maybe you have a healthier view of that. I'm not sure, but it's just like, you did this thing that's wrong. You're the one that's in the wrong. You need to stop doing that, right? I mean, it's just this. And, uh, and that's not really what rebuke is about. I mean, rebuking actually encompasses three different things that are happening, right? You're identifying three different things when you're rebuking. You identify the harm, the hurt, and the help. A good rebuke is identifying the harm, the hurt, and the help. Okay, so how, how does that look? What does that look like? Because right now, um, we may be feeling like, yeah, I want to rebuke this person. In fact, I feel really good about rebuking them, right? It's like a sense of power I have over them. Look at me. I can see what you did wrong, and I'm going to point it out to you, and, then, and I'm going to do it again and again and again and again, and we're just keep doing this, Right? But a good rebuke actually goes through this process, identifying the harm, right? What you said about me, what you said to me, what you did to me, whatever that is, okay, is harmful. It is harmful to me. It brings harm to me. That harm is evidenced in the hurt that I experience. I am hurt in this way because you have 
harmed me. But that's not the end of it. I want to identify something that's going to help, okay? Just identifying, just pointing a finger at it doesn't actually help. You need to give them a direction in which they can go that will actually help in the future, right? So I'm going to give just a generic example. I know it's super surfacey, okay? But it will kind of help how this plays out. And of course, I know it's an ideal thing and I'm making it up so it works out perfectly, right? doesn't always work in real life. But let's just hang with me, right? You're with a group of uh, family, right? You're with family members. And one of those family members, they say something about you to the whole group and you feel very demeaned by it. It's really hurtful to you. And you take your time and you go to that person and you tell them, when you said that, it, here's the harm that it caused. It was harmful to me. And you may have meant it as a joke. You may have meant it as light. Maybe you did mean to actually hurt me, but you, it, it caused harm to me. The hurt I feel is you, you made me feel less than made me feel less than. I'm not really part of the family. I'm not really part of this. I, I feel less than. And, and the, the help for the future is to watch what you say, to think about me and, and how you can lift me up rather than bring me down, okay? Super surfacy. everything worked out good. It's wonderful, right? But that's the idea, is we want to set this right. Now, with that being said, let's go back to our images of broken arm, Right? Um, you need to set it. And as I talk about rebuke and entering into this process of identifying the harm, the hurt, and the help, you're feeling what? You're, you're saying that anybody broken a bone, right? And you're waiting for them to set it. That's where you're at right now. You're just like, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I'm just going to wait for it, right? You're waiting for them to do it. And that's what this first rebuke feels like. This, this first thing, identifying the, the harm and the hurt and the help, that's what it feels like feels like you're just waiting for it because you don't know how it's going to go, right? You don't know how much pain now is going to go. Are they going to say, yeah, yep, you're right. I did that. I'm sorry. Or are they going to be like, what's wrong with you? You misinterpret what I said. And you don't know. think about things the right way or whatever, right? Like they're putting it all back on you. Now, again, part of that might actually be true. <laughs> but in our scenario, like we're just trying to address and set this the right way. And it needs to happen. If it doesn't get set right. Will it ever heal right? It won't ever heal right, will it? Right? You will live your whole life with this pain and this weakness, never being able to use your hand the same way, never be able to lift the same way, will you? That's what this is all about, It's getting it set, and it might be painful. It might be really hard, and it's scary because you may not know how it's going to go, okay? We'll circle back around to this. But that's the first step to setting things right, taking the initiative to identify the harm and the hurt and the help, okay? And I'm sure you're thinking about a person, and that makes you very nervous to even start that process with them. Just hang on, okay? Let's keep moving through this. So, uh, if we remember what Jesus says, right? If someone sins against you, rebuke that person. And then what's the next big word? Do you remember? If, right? If, if there is repentance, okay? If there is repentance, forgive. 
Well, repentance is a huge thing, isn't it? I, I don't really know if we really know how to do this thing well, to be honest with you. Right? Repentance is this word that's used to turn from one way to another way. It's actually a directional word, like to literally mean to turn. Right? And so what does that look like for us? for us to turn. And, and I think if we think about this, there's actually a process to identify if there is repentance. <laughs> How do you know if a person is really turning from their way, okay? How do you know that? Uh, and there's, there's a way to look at that. And so that, that's, that's what we're going to look at right now, okay? So you've, you've brought the rebuke, okay, in a healthy way, right? You're setting that bone, and then you're observing they take responsibility. They're taking responsibility for it. Um, they, uh, not only are they taking responsibility, but they're actually turning from the behavior, right? You set out a, a hope, uh, a help for the future, a way to those, and they're like, yeah, we're going to take that direction. And then they ask, right? They ask for forgiveness. Those are great identifying markers to see if repentance is happening, right? Okay? They're, they're going to take responsibility. They can see the harm and the hurt that they've caused, and they take it. You're right. Saying those words, whether it was carelessly or I really meant to hurt you, I'm taking responsibility for those words. And the direction that you laid out, or a direction that should be gone, right? I'm going to turn to that. I'm going to live differently. Right? There's an actual turn for that, I think naturally leads them, if they can take responsibility knowing the harm and the hurt they've caused, they've turned towards that help, it overflows in just saying, will you forgive me? They actually say the words and ask for forgiveness. Will you forgive me? Again, ideal scenario, okay? Right? Ideal scenario, someone has uh, hurt, harmed you and hurt you and you address that and you've given them a help and they've, uh, they take some time and they're like, yep, I take responsibility, I'm going to turn from that and I, I want forgiveness. Will you forgive me? Is that easy to forgive still? No. Let's, let's just think about our broken arm one more time, okay? Let's think about it again. If they set the bone right, is it healed immediately? You can just go right back to doing whatever you did, right? And you're just picking things up, you're living life, no pain, it's fully strong just like it was before. No, right? It takes time, doesn't it? It takes time for the to bone to actually heal together. And they, they may put it in a cast, and you have to wear that for several weeks. And then when you take the cast off, you've got to build the strength back up into the muscles around that bone, don't you? And it's a long process, isn't it? So just because they take responsibility and that they turn from this and they ask for forgiveness, it doesn't remove the hurt or the pain that's there, does it? But are, did we set it right? So far, we're setting it right, right? So then that healing can happen. And when it gets set right... That place where that break was is actually stronger than the rest of the bone around it. Right? 
it, it actually gives you more strength and stability in that place because you can start the healing process and you can be healed from it. That's the goal. Forgiveness is healing. All right, we didn't, we didn't talk about the last word yet though, right? The actual forgive piece, okay? So if someone sins against you, uh, rebuke that person. If, they, uh, if there is repentance, forgive, right? Forgive. Give. How? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? All right, I can just do that now. It's easy to do that. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to come to that place. Right? It's still healing. And it's okay to understand that it's still healing. But saying, I forgive you, helps to heal from the hurt. Okay? Saying, I forgive you, helps to heal from the hurt. And I say helps because it's not like flipping a switch, right? But it's much more like a bone healing. And it takes time. And saying, I forgive you, helps to heal from the hurt. When we can get to that place, you may be reminded that you still have a broken bone, right? It, you may still uh, have to operate in a clumsy way because it's not working quite as well as it once did, right? But you come back to this place where you're saying, I said I forgive them. And yeah, I recall what they said or what they did. And I do see that they took responsibility. They, they turn from that behavior and they're, they're living in this place of, uh, of the help that is helpful. And I forgive them. And it's just the process, isn't it? They have to continue to come back to this process time and time and time again. Apparently, Jesus says seven times is enough. We, we know that's not right, right? Seven, seven is a, a number that they use as completeness and wholeness, so completely and whole in a whole way that they, uh, we've come to, around to this. And it's going to take time until you are complete and whole and heal again, right? So here, here's, here's why saying I forgive you, though, is hard. Can, can we just address why it's hard? Because it still feels like you're letting that person off the hook, doesn't it? it? It still feels like they're getting away with something because you still feel the damage that's going on there. You still feel that hurt a little bit. Right? You're still experiencing that. You, th that, that, that pain and that, that harm and that hurt is still there. It, it not only makes it feel like they're getting let off the hook, but you have a loss of power over them, don't you? And in a, in a weird, sick way, it feels good to have that over them. It, it feels like you're, you're healing through that because you're holding on to what they did and you're justified that they really did something wrong and you're right. And, and what is that really doing? It's going back and breaking that bone over and over, never letting it to heal isn't it? So there is going to be a sense that you need to let go of the blame. You, you will, will have to die to, to your, your um, being in the right over them. You, you're going to have to sacrifice, sacrifice the fact that you could hold this over them their entire life. Sacrifice, coming back to it again and again and pointing at them 
for the thing they did wrong. I'm not, I can't sugarcoat that. It feels like death. It feels like something has died. But if we know anything about Jesus, that this death can actually bring life, that forgiveness in this way that feels like something's dying can actually bring healing. We get to experience a healing that is like Jesus. We get to bring about that healing to ourselves and to other people like Jesus. So how do we do this, right? Because I'm sure that many of you are thinking about a person in your life, uh, maybe they have said some things to you in your entire life, something in the past or something in the present, they've done something to you, and it's extremely deep. It's not just like they just said something off the cuff and tried to be funny and it hurt your feelings, right? It's something deep in there. Well, here, here's the beginning, what Jesus said, right? If another believer, and I'm not just holding this like just a everyone that's a Jesus follower. I'm talking about who are safe people that we know love us and, and want this relationship with us. I mean, other family members, other friends, other people, maybe it isn't another believer that has done something to you and you know that you're on the same common ground and wanting that same thing. That's a beginning place to practice these simple steps to work through the process of forgiveness so that you can have healing it needs to happen with someone that's safe, isn't it? Someone that you trust. And then, you know, we can work that other stuff out down the road. As you learn how to heal and go through this process and it, you start experiencing some healing in maybe smaller ways, now you can start experiencing healing in, in bigger ways, even with people that you have no opportunity to go through the process with. You can go through these simple steps in another way and still be healed, even if you can't ever be around them or you can't talk with them. We can get to that place. So just start with someone that you trust and someone that you know and that, that you know they love you and start from there with these simple steps that will help to bring healing through forgiveness. Hey there, hope you enjoyed the sermon today. We love connecting Jesus' life with other people's lives and hope we were able to do that with you today. If you'd like to know more about us here at Real Life Church, please check us out at reallifecov.com. Thanks for listening.